Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Welcome to the High School Black Forum. How y'all doing, my Facebook friend? I better get y'all. Uh, I better get you a notice out here and let you know that we are uh, coming to you live and in living color over uh, Blog Talk Radio, y'all. It's Saturday, October uh, 19th, 2013, y'all. Yeah, we... Uh, I don't know when is uh, Halloween. <laughs> hey, this month is uh, just about yeah. Halloween's right around the Halloween's right around the uh, corner, y'all. <laughs> you think it? <laughs> hey, somebody in the peanut gallery says it's already here up there in Washington. <laughs> hey, the government's back open, y'all. <laughs> the, uh they got the uh, they got the government back open, y'all. Uh, I don't know. This has been the craziest thing I've seen in my uh, in my time. Yeah, the cra- the absolute craziest thing <laughs> that I've seen. In my lifetime, I mean, you're talking about uh, uh, the most serious uh, insurrection that I've, I, I don't know, maybe since uh, the Confederates fired on uh, Fort Sumter down there in South Carolina, y'all, back in 1861. I I mean, you had a minority of the minority there in Congress shut the government down for some 16 days, cost the country, cost the taxpayers, as they would like to say, I, you know, they cost the taxpayers some $24 billion. <laughs> they, <laughs> not only did they not advance anything on their side, they, uh, <laughs> Walked away and and claimed some kind of uh, I don't know uh, I I don't even know what they claimed. It was as there is really was no kind of victory uh, to be claimed. No, no nobody lost. American people lost. So who's uh, claiming victory is going to be uh, 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 on the opposite side of uh, the mess. Uh, majority of the vast majority of American people, whoever uh, running around claiming victory out of this thing in any kind of way, shape, form, or fashion, is what the husbands are saying. I don't. Hey y'all, <laughs> we, we 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 don't got off on a tangent here, y'all. We <clears throat> excuse me, we we just uh, we just get uh, got out here. We done got off on a tangent already. Before we can tell you what we're about this evening. 
Hey, you got a great show for y'all. <laughs> Talk, talking about the government reopening. After 16 days and $24 billion, who, who, how they going to, how the Republicans going to uh, offset that? Surely. Surely. They're planning on uh, offsetting it uh, in the in these uh, budget talks that uh, uh, that they're uh, involved in now. According to the new agreement here, the uh, the conference there on uh, <laughs> the conferees from uh, the Senate and the House working on um, uh, coming up with some kind of compromise on the two uh, budgets that's uh, before them: the one from the Senate and the one from the house and uh surely they're going to come up with a way to offset and to pay for the 24 billion dollars let me write it let me make a note of that the the 24 billion dollars um we as taxpayers demand uh that the uh, republicans there uh come up with an offset for it Twenty-four billion. Needs to be all set, y'all. Uh, that's what uh, uh, they uh, cost the taxpayers in 16 days uh, by shutting down the government for no other reason uh, than to uh, sabotage the government of this country. Put the government of this country at uh, at uh, in danger, in danger, financial danger, and real uh, uh, national security danger by shutting this government down. Uh, we so, someone someone's got to pay a price for twenty four billion dollars. They uh, we got as citizens. Not, this is not a any kind of bipartisan. Uh, this, this ain't no kind of special interest uh, uh, argument here. I'm making y'all. This is across the board. The the 300 uh, million citizens here allowed uh, <laughs> a minority of, of the minority there in Congress to shut the government down for 16 days. For no other reason than to sabotage the government of this country, that's the act of treason in my mind. And, and just looking at history, I mean, I, hey, my new book, y'all, coming out soon. Racism and hate in American reality uh, talks about uh, uh, well, racism and hate. Uh, is a subject matter. I mean, uh, the title uh, is pretty revealing. But, yeah, we, we trace it back uh, over my family's history here in the, the country, uh, here in Georgia, which go back some uh, before Georgia was a state. So, you know, like 1784, my great-great-grandfather's mother was born here in Georgia. So we, and we look at it from, From uh, from that perspective, 
from, from their history how it uh, affected uh, my people here in Georgia, here in the country, really. And we're a microcosm of uh, a bigger whole, I suppose. Um, certainly, the 500,000 Americans of African descent that were uh, uh, emancipated here in Georgia in 1865, uh, we, uh, my story provided a... Uh, a glimpse into their uh, trials and tribulations, if you will. So I'm looking forward to getting it out. I mean, it's finished. I had to clean it up some, something about some copyright uh, issues with my first uh, galley. Uh, galley had to clean it up and uh, resubmit a, a manuscript. And, and I, I'm glad I did because I, I gave him a chance to get a little more editing work done on it. So it'll be probably about the 31st of this month before we get out. Hopefully I can get it out by then. So we'll see what, see how that works. But uh, it, it really fits right in with the uh, conversation of the day. Our our, uh, our talent of 10th, who, yeah, uh, <laughs> that I write about, by the way, who, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois talked about and predicted and prophesied about uh, around uh, some hundred years ago uh, as came to fruition and uh, they're out there advocating on our behalf. Still, they need the, the 90% of our community to get involved and prop them up and provide the cover uh, to say the, uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, horror things that uh, need to be said about uh just what it is that uh, is going on in the country today uh, involving uh, the extremists here uh, in the country who shut that government down. Yeah. Who shut that government down? And trying to walk away from it now like it was nothing. $24 billion, we have to demand that uh, somehow... Uh, the Republican Party. We got to blame it on the whole party, although I know it's not. It's just a, a small minority in that uh, Republican Party there in the House who uh, got joined, uh, the Speaker John Bayer got a foot on his throat, and he don't for some reason don't seem to know how to get it off. <clears throat> you think? You think? Uh, he he. Uh, uh, want to keep that foot off his throat going forward. We're going to see. He know he got some cover now over in the Senate. Got some female senators over there that's got his back. <laughs> that's got more... <laughs> that's, got, that's got more uh, uh, fortitude <laughs> than uh, all the men over there in that uh, house put together. No doubt. Uh, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, I think we're going to... I actually uh, am uh, kind of optimistic. I'm kind of optimistic. <laughs> and in uh, 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 the belief that uh, we're going to get some kind of uh, budget deal done. Uh, that's it. I ain't going no further than that. I think we can get a budget deal done off of this uh, uh, train wreck uh, that we just went through. Uh, 
if there's any anything at all that we might be able to get out of it, I believe right now there's maybe some kind of budget deal. Um, we'll we'll just have to see because I really <laughs> this this thing is really 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 a danger to the country, yeah. It's a cancer to the country. Uh, hey, I'm just calling it like I see it, y'all. Hey, you got me the Hushmo out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better. Not a necessity. Sometimes we'll do it louder. Oh, we don't like to do that. We like to try to keep everything on the even keel, but uh, sometimes you have to... Uh, you have to... Uh, Crank up the volume just to uh, just to get a uh, a word in there, wise. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We I'm a big big believer that uh, our community, Americans of African descent, have uh, got to uh, stay engaged uh, in this environment. We've got to stay engaged. Uh, hey, y'all. It's about 13 minutes after 7 in the ATL, y'all. Yeah, that's where we, that's where we hang out at. The ATL. The Facebook friends, what's up? Want to get a give a shout out to uh, the bulldog, the the bulldogs, oh, the Georgia Bulldogs. They are fans. They lost to uh, Vanderbilt today. I I don't know how they did that. I mean, he was leading. I I think I Chip came up. He was leading by fourteen points. I thought the game was over somehow. I. They wind up losing that game, something like 27 to 30, 30 to 27 or something, yeah. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> who who, who would have thunk it? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if the coach didn't danger up there or not. You know, I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. Just a nasty loss there. But the, the game, first game of the season was a nasty loss to Clemson. Now a nasty loss to Vanderbilt. Then there was another nasty loss to uh, uh, who was it they lost to? They lost to somebody else. Y'all. That's why we <coughs> hey we ain't doing sports, sports y'all right now. We just uh, the two escapees down in Florida y'all, Joe Jenkins and Charles Walker. They've been ca- uh, captured again. They've been gone two weeks, y'all, before the police even uh, <laughs> knew they was gone. <laughs> hey, y'all. Here's two, uh, a guy serving time for murder. <laughs> I've done about 15 years. All of a sudden, they come out. I don't know how they somehow they're in jail now. Get the, somehow get a hold to some release paper signed by some judge. Walk out of jail, go home, spend two <laughs> two weeks with their family <laughs> before the, somebody 
I post some sentences. What the hell y'all doing now? Y'all got a hundred years. <laughs> and, and call the police and say, <laughs> oh, this is if this was such, such a serious uh, situation, it's almost comical, y'all. Yeah, they uh, say uh, Charles Walker and Joseph Jenkins been uh, the two uh, escaped uh, killers. They didn't escape nothing. They walked out of there. It seemed like to me, y'all let them out. Uh, <laughs> that's Florida, though, y'all. That's the boy that let Trayvon uh, Mar- uh, Martin's uh, killer all. That's the same... Uh, justice system down there so i i for one i'm not too, i am not too uh i'm not too uh surprised cory booker won election up in new jersey y'all gonna be the second black senator <laughs> well in the uh, United States Senate, y'all. Yeah, that other guy was appointed, that Scott fellow from South Carolina. He, uh, he a tea party. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's fall. It's, I don't know, you know, something's in the air this time of year. Fall and spring. Cory Booker, he, uh, I, I like, I like him. I think he, I think he'll do a great job for uh, New Jersey and the country. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he'll do a great job as a senator. So I want to congratulate uh, Mr. Cory uh, Booker on his election to uh, the United States uh, Senate. Only the fourth uh, black uh, elected. I think it's been something like fourteen, but only four uh, four of them has been elected. The rest of them was appointed uh, through some kind of act of God. <laughs> somebody, somebody died, or what's the brother's name from uh, Chicago? <laughs> the brother from Chicago that took a. Uh, Barack Obama's seat. <laughs> he, he stepped up. <laughs> he stepped up to the plate. So I'll take this thing. The governor's in jail, and Jesse, Jesse Jr. Both of them's in jail. Both of them in jail <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jesse Jr. tried to buy the seat, and the governor tried to sell it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> both of them in jail. But uh, <laughs> hey, uh, we uh, the peanut gallery is tripping tonight. Hey, y'all, uh, what's what's up there? <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, we gonna start that stuff right here. Not tonight. Tia <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Cruz. They ran over Ted Cruz like a, a freight train hit him. He, he a drove or something, though. He bounced right back up and kept going. Oh, he bruised. 
but he put on a good face. But he bruised because they ran over him in that Senate, 81 to 18, you know. They voted for the end, that bull, bull that he was uh, uh, putting out. And then the man, nothing out of the president in the way to get back. We go, we might have to make some changes. We'll see about doing something with this law, but we ain't going to kidnap the government. I'm proud of Miss McDonald. Uh, McDonald. I mean, Miss McConnell. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of him. He stepped up because he, he knew uh, that uh, you allow a uh, a mutiny. <laughs> if you allow this uh, mutiny on the bounty, uh, you might as well, uh, you ain't. You're no longer defending that Constitution. If I'm the president, uh, what I would have did is uh, declared martial law and locked uh, a bunch of them uh, uh, rascals up up there in that house who shut this government down while we're at war for no reason <laughs> at the expense at $24 billion and we <laughs> in dire straits of uh, money. Oh, yeah, they can offset that $24 million. We ain't going to let that uh, go. We ain't going to let them. In the equation, in the equation of uh, this budget deal, they should, the citizens should demand, at least we in our community, I am, uh, demanding that uh, that money be offset some kind of way. Yeah, that money be offset some kind of way. My community took a serious hit. No, any time that uh, uh, government services are, are shut down, uh, the people uh, in general take a hit, especially uh, the poor. Especially uh, the poor. So yeah, we 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 uh, we got to uh, somebody. It's got to account for that uh, the loss of that uh, uh, revenue, that those dollars to uh, to our economy. Well, I'm sure uh, Patty Murray. <laughs> I'm sure Patty Murray uh, will uh, make sure that happens in in this. When they sit down and get that uh, budget worked out, not not really. I, like I said, I'm I'm uh, fairly optimistic that uh, something's going to be done. Yeah, but uh, I. My favorite uh, character turned out to be uh, in this whole debacle, uh, the Senate, uh, the Senate chaplain, yeah, Chaplain Barry Black. Chaplain, Chaplain Barry Black, yeah. He said, yeah, this self-inflicted wound <laughs> uh, that uh, we uh, inflicted upon ourselves. Uh, he started quoting from the Bible. He started wearing them out there. Uh, he lead, led the prayer. 
before the Senate. Well, he does. That's his job. He's the Senate chaplain. Now, before the Senate convened for uh, business, uh, they say a prayer. He, he's, uh, he, he's the chaplain. He get up there and lead the prayer. He was telling them, y'all need to get this junk together. <laughs> they spoofed him on uh, on the Saturday Night Live. So, you know, he, he, he uh, <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah, he's telling quote from the Bible. He told uh, Paul. Psalms uh, one nineteen verse in my Bible seventy one. I think he said sixty seven. I don't think different Bible, but Matthew seventy one says, uh, "It is good for me that I have uh, been afflicted, that I may learn thy statutes." <laughs> so, would Ted Cruz uh, uh, might need to. Uh, Pay some attention to his uh, chaplain there in the Senate, his uh, counsel, because uh, he was ran over by a Mack truck. He was ran over by a Mack truck hey, in the Senate, in in the House. I mean, those 84 uh, Republicans in that House voted to uh Squash that stuff without extracting uh, anything out of the president. I respect him for that. You cannot have a uh, a bunch of renegades weakening uh, the executive of this country on uh, on uh, on uh, a shallow, uh, narrow-minded uh, philosophy. Dealing a lot with racism now. Hey, no doubt. Now, the pundits uh, on the news, <laughs> the mainstream folks up there, they, uh, he hoing uh, around it. But yeah, a lot of that stuff is racism, y'all. I write about it. And I, uh, that's what I write about in my book, Racism and Hate. Uh, a lot of what's going on, the predicament that uh, the country finds itself in, is uh, due to. Uh, a minority of a minority party there in uh, the Congress uh, are racist. Hey, if it's twenty percent of racists uh, in the society, which I contend there is, and uh, uh, the social scientists uh, suggest that it is, or more, uh, those racist uh, ideas cut across all. Lands all spectrum of uh, of the society, including the politics, uh, the politics of Congress, the politicians in Congress, uh, and that uh, and right now, as fate would have it, the Republican Dixocrats, that wing of the part Republican Party, uh, has uh, is driving the. Uh, cart, if you will, <laughs> is wagging the dog. Yeah, that small uh, tail of that Republican Party, um, the Re- Dixocrats, uh, is driving that thing with an ideology that uh, <coughs> resembles uh, the old antebellum uh, society of uh, the South. That's what I see. 
That's why I call it. And I'm glad. I'm proud of uh, a fair amount of those uh, moderate Republicans who uh, didn't want no part of it. They didn't want any part of it. Hey, uh, it's about uh, 29 after, 29 after 7, y'all, in the ATL. We're going to take a quick pause for the call, and we'll be right back to uh, talk a little more about that government uh, shutdown and the government reopening. we got some other things to cover this evening. Uh You know, we, looking at the, uh, uh, the, we're going to look a little bit at the actions of uh, the new Pope, Pope Francis. He, uh, talking about shaking up uh, the inner workings of uh, the Catholic uh, Church over there inside the uh, Vatican. Hey, you know, you got some 3,000 folks working up inside that uh, Vatican there, yeah. He's talking about uh, shaking all that stuff up, looking at the money, <laughs> looking at the bank, and how that thing is put together. <laughs> and uh, Pope better be careful. <laughs> he better be careful. Uh, there's some uh, serious uh, pockets of power within the uh, that Catholic Church, within the cardinals and the Bishops, you know, some powerful people, some segments of power within that. And all them struggling for power, uh, or to maintain their uh, uh, status quo, the power that they uh, have already. And uh, but I was looking at the article. It says that he's coming in there like game busters, trying to shake up uh, the status quo because uh, it's a lot of. A lot of folks has been uh, complaining about how uh, the good zones of uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Catholic Church there in Rome, some of the Roman politicians uh, outside of it has been uh, criticizing, at least some of the journalists has been criticizing the church there for some years. And they, uh, Pope Francis coming in there to... Uh, try to get a handle on it to uh, clean up the whatever's going on. Well, you know, they got all kinds of stuff going on there, from child molestation to, you know, the nuns getting pregnant and all, all kinds of stuff is going on within that uh, within that body. And uh, surely uh, uh, seeing is everywhere. Even within the within the uh, within the church, so yeah, there's a lot of work to be done right there within that uh, within that church, and that's what he's doing. It looks like uh, I'm proud of him. So far, I you know I don't know that much about uh, 
Well, they're the workers of the Catholic Church. I do know uh, Pope Nicholas V, Bishop that Dom Diverse, uh, uh, given uh, authority to uh, the King of Spain and the King of Portugal to enslave people. It's <laughs> uh, ushered in that West African slave trade, they, uh, some historians have uh, suggested. So, uh, uh, but uh, be that as it may. Hey, y'all, uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me in the hush, bro. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, it's about, uh, wow, 20 minutes till 8 o'clock in the ATL. Hey, Paul's uh, trying to sneak in here on the show. Yeah, it's a little uh, misty here in Atlanta. They're talking about 40 degrees somewhere in North Georgia in this evening. By tomorrow morning, I mean, yeah, that's pretty... Well, it's, let you know it's fall. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. The Falcons in town, yeah. My Falcons, you know, we, uh, we, uh, well, no, we ain't nothing because we, (laughs) the Falcons, the Falcons is, uh, horrible to say the least so far this year. Now, we, we playing pretty good ball. We, we've been in every game. I can't say we horrible because we've been in every game. I mean, yeah, we've been in every game. Could be five and oh yeah, but we won in five. So <laughs> whatever we could have been, we ain't. We won in five, so we really somebody. And then we missing six players on on uh, six starting players this weekend. So you know that ain't never good uh, to go at the bell and you missing six players. Oh no, we we. Oh, we got our work cut out. Playing Tampa Bay, who Tampa Bay is going fast, so we we might it might be about an even game, y'all. This still might be a, a coin toss. Hey, hey, you know I'm going. I'm hoping though. I'm going for. I'm going for the Falcons. Hey, I'm going for the Falcons, y'all. Yeah, I'm glad they got that government back open. <laughs> hey, I'm glad they got that government back open, y'all. They were talking about not sending out Social Security checks. And <laughs> you, hey, you talking about you talking about an uprising, y'all? <laughs> that would that would have been a real uprising if that uh, if that government. Uh, Heading that open back up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a real uprising. Uh, up down the... You think those... Uh, few extremists that was up there this past Sunday uh, waving the Confederate flag was uh, a hostile crowd. <laughs> you... <laughs> You let uh, you let the uh, uh, them government checks, uh, Social Security checks, not have gone out, <laughs> and see if Mister Ted Cruz would have been out there waving uh, the flag. Uh, he probably would have got scalped out there, y'all. <laughs> he probably would have got scalped out there uh, uh, in a hostile crowd like that. If that uh, people uh, teed off about uh, not getting their Social Security. <laughs> Uh, he probably got scalped out there, y'all. Speaking of getting scalped, the Redskins, watch the Redskins, the football team, y'all, is under fire about changing uh, their name, the Redskins thing. Oh, yeah, that's a, by uh, definition, I didn't know this. Uh, I learned something. Redskins is a, 
derogatory uh, term by by definition. That's uh, they got a big argument. President weighed in on it. President weighed in on it. Said, "Well, yeah." And then they had a big debate on TV. Uh, they had a big a big debate on TV about uh, whether or not. Uh, whether or not uh, it should be changed. Guy came on, said, yeah, but 89%, 89% of the Indians said it don't matter to them. Uh, <laughs> what about the other 11%? If it's 10 million Indians, what about the other a million? If a million, uh, uh, the other 11% make up, a, a, say, a million uh, 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 people, what about their feelings? If they... Never said them don't like it and feel uh, 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 feel insulted by it. Uh, should not it be dropped? Absolutely. Just from a rational uh, point of view, like that. Now that I know uh, that uh, it is a derogatory term, uh, so as so as defined by Webster, uh, that's my stand on. You know, I ain't got I guess. Uh, Sports team, nineteen, eighteen, whatever it is. I mean, but obviously, if it uh, offends uh, a million people, yeah, you got so you got to look at, uh, gotta look at uh, coming up with some other name, uh, some other guys. Yeah, yeah. Why not just the skiers? Watch the skiers of the Washington crappers. Yeah, that's what's going on. That's more. Uh, the Washington Crappers. That's a more definitive uh, name if you want to describe uh, some aspects of uh, that town. <laughs> Washington Crappers. Because uh, 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 there's a bunch of crap uh, going on up there uh, uh, in their government. You know. There's a bunch of crap going on up there with what they're doing to this country. Uh, nothing short of treason in my man. President really should have declared martial law and started locking folks up for sabotaging the government for no reason. For no earthly reason at the cost of $24 billion. They, they did damage. They did damage to the country, yeah. That wasn't just a political statement. They are $24 billion. Well, hey, give me $24 billion and I'll... Uh, uh, do some things around here in Atlanta. <laughs> Give the city of Atlanta $24 billion, or, uh, and we'll do some things, I assure you. Uh, it's crazy. And they walk, try to walk away from it like uh, nothing happened. We ain't going to let them get away with that, you know. We're going to demand some uh, offsets when they uh, start... Uh, Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start demanding some uh, some offset for that twenty four billion dollars that the Republicans cost uh, this country, uh, and they're supposed to be the physical uh, uh, the physical uh, gurus or whatever, and they just cost the country shut the government down for sixteen days. At the cost of twenty-four billion. Come on, y'all. 
Come on, somebody's got to pay a price for that. Those in Congress that uh, engaged in such a reckless, uh, treasonous behavior has got to uh, pay a price uh, uh, for that. Come 2014, I think they will. Come 2014, I believe the citizens of this country are going to send a clear message to uh, uh, the Tea Party. Enough is enough. I mean, what's up here? It's 2013. It's not uh, uh, 1813. Not even 1913. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> uh, y'all better come to grips with it. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm I'm just uh, so happy that the president. Uh, I'm giving the president an A, yeah. In the hell of this thing, I'm giving the president an A. Period. I don't care what no, you know. I'm giving the president an A for not uh, um, dealing a bargain and making any concession at all while uh, uh, the government was shut down. Not giving in, not one inch to uh, uh, a reckless uh, crowd there in the Congress who shut the government down. You can't uh, give in to, not if you're the executive, not if you're the president, you're going to weaken that office if you uh, give one inch in a scenario uh, such as that. And uh, I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad that he stood up to preserve uh, the uh, authority of uh, the presidency. Uh, no doubt. No doubt, yeah. Hey, got a call in, y'all. one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. The Hashmo Black Forum, yeah. If y'all wanna get in, uh holler at the Hashmo. I don't take many calls out here. I will from time to time. I mean we uh But we do, we advocate on behalf of Americans of Africa, say, for justice, for social justice. Not because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. We want to get that in. Just we have to be a part of that community by extension to find ourselves advocating for the, on their behalf. Brother Al Sharpton got a new book, huh? The Stone Unturned. Down Stone, Down Turned Stone, I believe it is. Check it out, y'all. Brother Al Sharpton. Uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. Coming to you every every weekday. On Politic Nation. Six, uh, what what time did it come on? Six o'clock, y'all, I believe. Six to, six to, Seven on MSNBC does a great job. Brother L's all over though. He got a radio show run two or three hours a day. <laughs> He's all over. I, uh, got a lot of energy. Has a lot of energy. Yeah, we uh, everybody got a book out though. Everybody got a book out. <laughs> I'm glad the husband's going to get his out there and get ready to mix of it, you know, let people uh, have a choice. Yeah, we come to you from the grassroots, 
my 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 perspective is from the grassroots now, no doubt. We we unlettered to America African descent. <laughs> yeah. We we just got a, a real raw a perspective. Uh yeah, to give uh, the reader readers a, a a choice. And I think that's good. I think every you know, everybody encourage everybody, no matter their uh status in life to uh Put their uh, story down on paper. Absolutely, absolutely. We need it. <laughs> the country need it. And uh, yeah, we we got to tell our story. You know, they because our community can no longer uh, stand idly by and have a uh, be uh, uh, what the conversation is about, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and not be. Uh, part of uh, uh, the conversation. Now we we can no longer uh, do that. Our our uh, that ninety percent is very seldom heard, but is devastated uh, by uh, the injustices of that uh, has went on and still going on here in the country. Uh, can no longer re- uh, remain silent and just depend on our uh, talent attempt to. Uh, carry uh, the burden of uh, that cross. We got to help them out. That's the object of uh, my uh, endeavors anyway. To provide uh, my book, provide hopefully some small amount of food for thought for our uh, talented test to uh, draw on, to digest and uh, uh, use it the, as at their disposal when uh, on the biggest of stages advocating on our behalf they do a great job uh, Joy Rees Melissa Harris Perry Melissa Perry Melissa Harris Perry Michael Dyson Rich, Revenel, Sharpton, uh, Tabitha Smiley, uh, Cornell West. Uh, I can go on and on. Uh, I can go on and on. we got some great uh, advocates out there. That Timber Town, the 10th. Remember, that's, that's a tiny portion of our community. we got some 40, some 40, some 41 million Americans of African descent uh, uh, here in the country. And if you really Truth be told, and everybody <laughs> go up to where, <laughs> own up to what they are. American African descent is probably more like sixty or seventy million in number, no doubt, y'all. Yeah. That progeny uh, that uh, is uh, <laughs> the society is deep. Uh, now, yeah, we got uh, 41 million uh, on the census who claim to be, uh, as the Census Bureau call them, uh, African-Americans, but uh, I refer to me as an American uh, of African descent. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's how I define myself. Uh, and it's about uh, maybe 60 or 70 million of those folks, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. 
but be that as it may, be that as it may, uh, we uh, have got uh, the 90% of that community uh, has got to uh, become more and more engaged in uh, the political, the politics of uh, what's going on in the country. Now, sure, we've got a lot of involvement at the grassroots level in uh, certain segments of the country. Here in Atlanta, I think we do a fairly good job, although <clears throat> we're still under the, we we really under the uh, a gun with the, how the Republicans has uh, gerrymandered uh, the congressional districts here in Georgia. We really got to work to uh, undo uh, the uh, damage that has uh, been done here over the last 10, 15 years here in Georgia uh, with the redistricting, with the election, started with the election of uh, Sonny Perdue uh, in 2003. Uh, this, this state has really, these folks has really did a job in terms of uh, the, um, the disenfranchise, uh disenfranchising our uh, power here uh, in the state of Georgia and it's crazy. Yeah, we gotta we really gotta get engaged uh, here in our own state of Georgia. Uh, we got, we can't uh, we ain't got time <laughs> to look out uh, uh, outside of our own state borders. We gotta deal with what's uh, uh, the enemy within <laughs> as the movie <laughs> goes. We gotta look at the enemy within uh, 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 our own state here to try to uh, make sense of what's uh, come to grips with uh, what's going on here. We got to really put, uh, check this stuff at the path and uh, try to uh, get involved in uh, what's going on. We should have no less than we sh- there's no way we should have two uh, Republican senators in a state uh, like Georgia. There's no way we should have two Republican senators with a, uh, in a state like Georgia, period. There's no way. We really got to get out there and work on getting a Democrat uh, elected uh, a, a senator here in the state of Georgia. Yeah? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I don't believe not one Republican in Congress voted for opening up uh, the government in Congress. I believe uh, Saxby Shamless voted for it. Well, Johnny Eisenstein, which one of them voted for You know that's that's almost you know that's almost uh, uh, something is wrong with that. Gerrymandering is just as much a suppression of voting rights as the old poll tax that uh, was put up. Uh, Back in the segregated uh, South, yeah. The gerrymandering that's going on here in this state today is just as uh, provocative and sub- uh, uh, 
uh, what's the word, suppressive as uh, the Jim Crow laws uh, of uh, the segregated South. It's no less devastating. So when the Justice Department, we need to uh, petition the Justice Department to take a look at it. Uh, if you're going to gerrymander uh, the districts where the state is, uh, has such a large, such a large, large minority and uh, democratic uh, 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 constituency, uh, there's no way uh, there's no way that uh, it sh- should not have at least one democratic senator and more. Uh, representatives in the House of uh, Representatives. Now, hey, don't be for the gerrymandering of the district. That's a, a form of voter suppression. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to make that argument. We got to make that argument. If you gener- gerrymander a segment of uh, the people uh, out of fair uh, participation, That's voter suppression on a higher higher level. That's voter suppression uh, suppression on a, a much higher level in my mind. Yeah, and that's what we gotta we gotta uh, become more and more uh, uh, politically savvy on that uh, level. We gotta press our uh, elected officials to uh, to. Uh, well. We got to press them to uh, uh, work on getting those, uh, getting the uh, attorney general to look at uh, the gerrymandering of uh, the congressional districts and see how that thing is tied into uh, voter suppression here in the South. How that is tied into voter suppression here in the South is now always has been. along with the separate evil stuff that uh, allowed uh, the community to be segregated because of refusal uh, to sell uh, America's act to set property legally. And, and, you know, that that kept a whole, whole community segregated and legally uh, uh, segregated uh, by statute, by statute. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we 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 tie those two together. There's no uh, you can't separate uh, uh, gerrymandering from voter suppression. We've got to make that argument. The NAACP needs to uh, start making that argument. They're one and the same. I can tell they're one and the same, yeah. Yeah. We uh being jealous, yeah. Zeven as uh chairman of the NAACP at uh, first of the year I believe it is. 
being jealous, step it down. Well, I, I think it. Uh, he did a great job. It's a pressure job. It's a stressful job, no doubt. Uh, anytime dealing with an organization who's that big and uh, advocating for uh, so many on so many fronts, uh, it's a challenging. Uh, uh, challenging uh, endeavor. And so I want to say thanks and uh, wish him well in his uh, future endeavors. I don't know who's coming in there next week. We, I, I'd be for somebody like Joy Reed myself. <laughs> I, would seri- I, would con- I would seriously consider Someone like Miss Joy Reed to head up the NAACP, yo. I put her name in in the hat. In fact, I might do so anyway. I don't know who they got in mind, but uh, <laughs> I would, I would put someone like Miss Joy Reed uh, name right at the top of the list if I was looking for somebody to head up. Uh, the NAACP it was over a part of uh, some kind of search committee she would be read at the top of my list to uh, head that organization up going forward leading it into uh, leading it through uh, where we are today because yeah <laughs> uh, I think it will be in great great hands for the next <laughs> foreseeable future if uh, they could get someone like that to head that organization. Yeah, we got, we, uh, we, we, <laughs> uh, that's the thought. Now, I just, the husband just, uh, just, uh, that thought just popped in my mind about Joy Reid taking over the NAACP, but really, in all seriousness, uh, she would be a great, great uh, candidate or great, great uh, uh, chairman of that uh, NAACP. Uh, oh, yes, she would be. Hey, I'm, I'd love to see her there. <laughs> Tell you what, she really would get me more excited about it, no doubt. She would definitely uh, get me more excited about uh, the NAACP if they uh, had somebody like that to head it up. Hey. Shoot. I think it's about time for him to get a lady to head that thing up anyway. Oh, I'm a member. Oh, yeah, I'm a member. So I I think... uh, I think it's uh I think uh it's time that the double A C P got a 
a lady to uh, come in there and take it over for a while to give it a different uh, perspective, give it a uh, new energy, yeah, new uh, perspective on things. Yeah, I think it would be good for it. I'm going to be sending out, uh, I'm going to be sending out a little blurt to her. Oh, yeah, why not? Hey, why not? Yeah, she would really, really be dynamic, to say the least. See if we can find the NAACP on Facebook, y'all. <laughs> and uh, we'll make a recommendation. Yeah. And uh, see if we can get them to uh, consider, you know, you have to plant little seeds of thought. <laughs> You have to plant little seeds of thought. Uh, uh, you have to plant little seeds of thought uh, in their uh, psyche there. And uh, who knows? Who knows uh, <laughs> what might happen? Stranger things has happened. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's about, uh, wow, what time is it here? we just rambling on here, y'all. we about uh, 10 minutes after 8, y'all. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls, y'all. We'll be right back. You got me the hush mode. Y'all hang in there. We'll see you on the back side here. Advocated Advocate. on your behalf. Yep. If you're listening to yep. the hush mode, black phone, black phone. Tell your friends about, your friends about, it. about it. Saturday, Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. Right here, here in cyberspace. <laughs>
It's about 8.15 here in the ATL, yeah? Boy, time's moving right along. They say how time flies when you're having fun. Uh, hey, what's going on out here? Wow. We, uh... I don't know. It might be uh, snowing up there in Ohio, y'all. We we may have to go up there before Thanksgiving. We don't know. We kind of fan things by here, but uh, hopefully the snow a whole off till uh, after Thanksgiving. When is Thanksgiving? Hey, hey, it's another month. We. They talking about they capture they making a big deal of recapturing uh, the prisoners. Looked like to me they walked out of jail and walked back in. Decided <laughs> to take a couple of weeks off right in the middle of a lifetime sentence, y'all. How they did it, I don't know. How how prisoners how how they got access to uh, the paperwork to get out of jail while they in jail. I'll never know. But I do know you can uh, damn near get anything you want to in some of those jails. <laughs> hey, anybody see that movie, uh, Fast Walking? Fast Walking, James Wood. The whole movie takes place in a, inside of a prison, yeah. That's an old, old movie. I don't know, it's 20, 25, 30 years old, man. James Wood. Great actor, by the way. And, and that movie, I, I don't look at many movies anymore, but that uh, that was one of my favorite movies, still is. <laughs> Fast Walking uh, takes place inside of a prison, y'all, the whole movie. And you can, so much stuff going on inside of a, a prison, that prison industrial complex that got so many of our young, uh, young men trapped in. Yeah, that prison industrial system that we uh, have got to chip away at and uh, bring down. <laughs> We've got to bring it down, y'all. Uh, it's destroying our uh, too many of our uh, young young uh, uh, people, both male and female. I guess a lot of our young females getting caught up in that. In that prison system, yeah. There's a lot of our young females get caught up in the in the system there. We, I mean, it's destroying our uh, family unit. It's a big part of uh, the, the destruction, the collapse of our uh, family unit. Yeah, it's all tied. It's all tied to. Uh, the injustices that uh, occurred here uh, in the, the country, the racism uh, that occurred here following the Civil War, yeah. And, and you know, I, it, it's, if there was any other way to, uh, to uh, if there was anything else to uh, blame it on or to uh, any other way to talk about it, I, but it's not. You know, it's just not. 
and, and that's what my book shows, and that's what the, uh, the problem is here today in the, our community. The economic disparity is based solely on uh, uh, the the Fourteenth Amendment rights uh, violations that uh, kept us out of uh, uh, kept us from uh, uh, economic uh, advancement here in the country for some ninety years after the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, it, that's just what it is. We we that's my uh, take on it. <clears throat> that's what my study uh, showed. That's what our history showed. That just you know. That's what history shows, you know. That's what I point out in my uh, book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. I mean, I pointed out, hey, nothing that uh, hundreds of other uh, scholars, authors, and people who uh, write about it, social scientists, has pointed it out. I mean, we, for some reason, uh, nothing ever seems to uh, change. Uh, <laughs> No matter how much uh, people write about it, talk about it, or uh, anguish about it, nothing ever seems to change about it. Here in 2013, we uh, are still caught up in this uh, 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 schism of uh, racism that... uh, that's uh that is ingrained in uh, <clears throat> a segment of our our society and that's that's what we're dealing with here now it uh it's becoming uh, uh a danger to uh the society itself. It's becoming destructive to the society itself, although I think uh, here this last uh, calamity hopefully will uh, bring some course correction uh, and some uh, sanity uh, here uh, uh, to uh, the country. That's what that's what I pray for that outcome. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where this phase is going to go. I uh, just picked up uh, a paper that I'll come, but you know, people has a way of uh, <laughs> doing your. Uh, Some crazy hands here that you didn't uh, plan on. Yeah, but we uh, what else going on here? I gotta catch up. I I, I missed uh, all of the football games. But want to give a shout out to my uh, offsprings. <laughs> they they some uh, touring uh, 
Europe. It must be nice. I, I, I mean, I, I need to be in Amsterdam roundabout now myself. But, oh, yeah, Amsterdam Hushbow been there. That's all. <laughs> one, of, one of the Hushbow's favorite spots. Uh, Amsterdam. Hey, that's one of my favorite stops. I don't think they've got to Amsterdam yet. They're in uh, Florence, uh, Italy right now. But they're going to wound up in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. But uh, they uh, seem to be having a great time. Something about some wine is supposed to be coming this way. I'm looking forward to it. I'll try to... Not to open the stuff and drink it up before they get back. If it get here before they get back. I don't know where I was coming up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's wine country over there, Italy. <laughs> that's wine heaven there, y'all. There in Paris. All over that way, though. Just, they love their wine. I don't know what they said because the water is so bad. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, hey, we just kidding now. We don't... <laughs> If we take that back because we're going back to Paris. <laughs> That's going to be back in Paris here, uh, you know, sometime in the not-too-distant future. So we ain't going to talk bad. We do like, uh, but, man, you're talking about consuming wine. You go to that place. They got a wine list for breakfast. <laughs> they got a wine list on the breakfast menu. <laughs> so you start, you start out breakfast with a bottle of wine. So, you, you know, it, it's crazy. But uh, I always enjoyed uh, my visits to uh, Europe. I guess my children is, uh, is enjoying themselves. Uh, uh, uh. Wow, sad effects. Is that a movie? I don't watch movies. That yeah. What's going on in the in the in the politics here? Something about. Uh, City Council folks here. I don't know who I'm voting for. I still got to check that thing out, y'all. Well, you know, it's, it's politics season here, y'all. Yeah, coming up, I mean, around here, around ATL now, you know. Well, I'll over, I guess, because they got a big race coming up in New Virginia, the governor's race coming up. Yeah, here uh, in November, it's going to be quite a few uh, political uh, races of interest. Here in Georgia, well, we consume with the, uh, the city council stuff and uh, the city school board, uh, city of Atlanta school board. Uh, that's always uh, kind of big politics here uh, in Atlanta. There's nothing more important than our uh, kids' education, so that's always uh, important uh, a race for us. Uh, we're going to be watching them. We're going to be watching them. We, uh, uh, 
we're going to be watching both of those things closely. But anyway, uh, this guy here, uh, Shirley Franklin's in one of the Shirley Franklin's not even mayor no more. <laughs> She's uh, in a big fight with one of the guys running for city council. Uh, said something about his vicious attacks. Viciously attacked her and her family. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I'm about to re. I'm gonna have to look back. I'm gonna have to look closer at uh, exactly what is going on here. The closer we get to that election here. I do want the best people up there in the office here. Uh, so the local politics are important. Uh, we've been so consumed with the scoundrels up there in Washington, we've kind of took our eye off the ball here in Atlanta and indeed in the state of Georgia, the state of Georgia, y'all. What has happened uh to the politics in this state in the last 15 years is nothing short of, uh, um, I don't know, uh, it's unbelievable how a state could go from all Democrat to a majority Republican uh, in 15 years. I don't, no, really in 10 years, yeah, it will say 15, Paul Badoo got elected in 2003, but before that, the state had never had a uh, Republican government since Reconstruction, 130 years ago, when the, the Lincoln Republicans forced uh, Reconstruction on uh, on George to get them back into uh, the Union. To readmit them back into the Union, they had a Republican governor for about four years doing Reconstruction. They ran him out of town. Oh, yeah, when the good old boys, they slowly ran him and the Republicans uh, out of Georgia, state of Georgia, would convert it back over to the Democrats, remember, the good old Dixiecrats. Uh, And uh, the good old Dixiecrats controlled the politics of the state until... (laughs) <laughs> they control the politics of the state until, uh, you know, way into the 60s. Huh? Well, really, way up until Sonny uh, uh, Perdue got to be governor. And Dick's address control the politics of this country, of this state, rather. Hey, they slowly ran away from the Republicans. They're trying to hide from they passed. Then when they lost that... Uh, Brown versus Board of Education in 1954. Really, they started to uh, run away from uh, the Dix, the Democratic Party then. Yeah, but they uh, had one golden man. The old Dixcrest had one golden man from uh, the end of the Civil War, yeah, and that was to destroy, to destroy uh, Lincoln's. Uh, uh, Grand old party, the grand old Republican party. Uh, that was their goal after that civil war to destroy that thing, reverse all the uh, edicts of that uh, civil war. <laughs> so yeah, 
And it's, hey, they've, uh, some 135, 140 years later, they've uh, appeared uh, at least achieved some of their goal because they just about destroyed, have destroyed uh, the Republican Party of Lincoln. They restored that. That Republican Party of Lincoln is no more, you Oh, no. Lincoln wouldn't even recognize this party shit. Lincoln would be scared to death. He'd probably... <laughs> Lincoln would go to war with that party. Lincoln would go... Lincoln would have declared martial law with his own party. When those rascals shut down that government, it was akin to the Dixiecrats firing on Fort Sumner, Sumner down there in South Carolina, y'all, in 1861. Lincoln would have declared martial law and locked half of them up in chains. Hey, that's the most blatant attempt at uh, the overthrow of the federal government that I've seen uh, in my lifetime. The most blatant attempt at the overthrow of the United States government that I have seen, and that's all that amounted to, was a, a mutiny on the bounty. Uh, you know, we got to call it like we see it, y'all. That's what we do out here. Tell it like it is. As we see it, <laughs> as we see is, is. <laughs> Hey, uh, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. We don't like to get loud out here. We like to keep everything on the even keel. We love everybody. We love everybody, y'all. Uh... Got a new hero. This the Senate chaplain, one Mr. Barry Black. <laughs> one Mr. Barry Black, y'all. Watch Mr. Barry Chaplain Black. We need to invite him we need to get him to Hillside. <laughs> I have to tell Dr. Barber, maybe she can invite him down here to uh to uh speak to uh, her congregation one of these days. Yeah, we need to get him down there. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, heavy, heavy, uh, brother, too, by the way, yeah. <laughs> The Senate chaplain is a miracle back from the city. Hey, heavy, heavy brother. We're proud of him. <coughs> he uh, <coughs> did his best to keep him in line morally up there during this uh, debacle deba- deba- that was the government shut down the attempt to take over of the government. The attempted takeover of the uh, federal government, the failed coup of the radical Republican Dixiecrat, 
the failed coup of the radical Republican Dixiecrats. Had it been Abraham Lincoln. He would have declared martial law and locked uh, somebody up up there. And got that government back open, y'all. And paid the nation's debt. And the people would have applauded him uh, from sea to shine to sea. But acting on their behalf, we don't know. All I know, I'm so proud of this president, President Barack Obama, for standing standing tall and protecting the uh, integrity of uh, the executive branch, the presidency. Uh, uh, standing tall and protecting, uh, defending his ground. Uh, oh, me? <laughs> if I rule the world, I... It, oh, no, if I rule the world, I, I would have... Uh, not only protected my ground, I would have went on the offensive and, uh, and declared martial law and locked some somebody up and uh, got the government open uh, probably about a day after the, uh, the takeover. Probably about a day uh, after the takeover, I would have declared martial law and brought the Marines in and started locking folks up in chains and opening the government back up. That's what I would have done. That's what I would have did. I, you know, I'm, I'm old school. President <laughs> is a peacemaker. He's, he's he's more of a peaceful spirit than I. I'm old school. I, yeah, I, it would have took me about uh, a day to uh, before declaring martial law and getting the government back open and everything under control. With uh, a lever worth as a holding place for the uh, uh, insurrectionists, Fort Leavenworth dust it all and uh, carry carry the insurrectionists away in chain. Hey, if I rule the world, you know, that's what I'm talking about. That's what Diaspora would have done. If I was president. Hey, the man, y'all, Irvin Wallace. <laughs> y'all don't check that out yet. The man, Irvin Wallace, 1964. Uh, the first black president. I, I, I told y'all about it a couple of weeks ago. Y'all go check that book out. It's still a fascinating read uh, as to uh, how it parallels with the uh, the presidency of uh, Mr. Barack Obama here, the nation's first elected uh, president of Africa, descent, elected twice. Uh, this gentleman here, uh, uh, in this uh, in this uh, story. Uh, the man, he was a senator. He got to be senator just like uh, <laughs> he was appointed uh, to the Senate from Illinois, wound up a president by chance. 
by the sheerest of, uh, of fate, he uh, wound up president. This lowly appointed black senator from Illinois. I think it was from Illinois. In fact, I really believe the state in the story was Illinois. I, I'm going to go back and <laughs> check it. I, I'm pretty sure. No, it was Michigan. Yeah, I think it was Michigan. Yeah, I think it was Michigan. He uh, in the story, uh, the senator uh, uh, that I'm talking about was from uh, Michigan, I believe. And uh, oh boy, just a fascinating uh, uh, look at uh, 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 Senator Dillman. Uh, was his name? Yeah, he he wound up being president. Now, uh, some things had to happen. First of all, he's a low-ranking senator. <laughs> he's a lowly-ranking senator, and when he get to uh, the Senate, uh, but he rise through the ranks after he get there by chance. Uh, first of all, the vice president die. <laughs> He, uh, he got appointed uh, pro, uh, President Pro Tem of the Senate to uh, squash a power grab uh, from other senators, power players who want the position. And uh, through appeasement, he wind, they wind up putting him there, thinking it's a temporary uh, uh, do-nothing position at best. Uh, the president go to Russia on this important, or go to Europe on this important uh, 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 conference with the uh, Russians trying to hammer out some peace deal. Uh, Invite the Secretary of State to come by and join in on the uh, discussions for a day while he's over there, uh, they wind up both getting killed. <laughs> they both get killed there uh, while they're there uh, in uh, Switzerland negotiating this all-important uh, a treaty with the Russians. Remember, this is in the height of the Cold War, taking place uh, time period of the 1960s. Uh, this is right in the middle of the Cold War, so there's all kinds of tension uh, going on in the world. President and the Secretary of State get killed. Remember, the Vice President is dead already. The President pro tem of the Senate is next in line for the presidency. They swear him in and... The rest is history. Uh, y'all get that book. When he, <laughs> President Tillman takes uh, is sworn in, uh, all hell breaks loose. Uh, uh, naturally, back in the 60s, we're talking about a country waking up with a black president, y'all. Ain't been elected, ain't been appointed. Uh, well, he uh, fell into the office by uh, attrition, <laughs> more or less. 
the president did, the vice president did, the secretary of state did. And uh, he next in line. He's the president all of a sudden. Uh, imagine that, the country waking up one day and uh, finding a black president back then in the White House. He talking about a culture shock. Oh, yeah, this is a heavy, this is a heavy story. Good read, y'all. The man, Irvin Wallace. Y'all check it out. That's a few, uh, plug, y'all. We do we do book uh, reviews. We do it all out here, y'all. Uh, we do it all. Narrative of life. Oh, I do got that. Okay. Okay. So we, uh, uh, give a big thumbs up to, uh, that book, how prophetic that it, uh, it really was. You're talking about 40 years ago, yeah? 1960. You're talking about 50 years. You're talking about 50 years ago that guy wrote that book. And that book is, wow. Who would have thought that that, that really would be a, a president of African descent in that White House back then? Not I. <laughs> we, not, you couldn't uh, phantom uh, having a, uh, a black president really taking that office, being voted in by the people. Twice, no less. Uh, not back then, you couldn't. But, yeah, so time has changed. We've made some progress here. Still got some more progress to make. Seems to be a never-ending uh, journey. <laughs> we 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 got to we got to keep uh, on that journey. Though we can't we can't stop until uh, we complete that journey. <laughs> we can't stop until we complete that journey, y'all. And it's not uh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. No, we we can uh, we uh, that's never been more uh, evident than uh, the election of this uh, president of African descent. I mean, yeah, he really brought it uh, front and center, placed it uh, racism that is uh, front and center on the public conscious, you know, still uh, they're trying to it's a hard uh, subject to uh, get a grip on to to get a uh, uh, a grip around and uh, really sit down to talk about it they right now the news analysts are, oh is it racism? No it's too simple, That's, it's much more than that it's much more about ideology uh, uh, no uh-uh. Your ideology, your Republican ideology, is that uh, somehow uh, the Affordable Care Act is some kind of wealth re- uh, redistribution scheme helping uh, uh, America's veterans that uh, uh, somehow transferring wealth from this segment of society, giving it to uh, uh, another uh, segment of society. Yeah, so that's all. That all plays into uh, uh, a racism. You know, yeah, because if it goes back to the reparation that I talk about, you can't uh, come here in 2013 and t- 
talk about, oh, yeah, we got an even playing field, so uh, uh, you can't be taking money from me, giving it over here to them. Uh, that's mal- uh, malarkey. Yes, you can, because the system was skewed and uh, people got harmed. Injured. I was injured. I was born here in Georgia in 1945 with no 14th Amendment rights. Not allowed to attend the school next door. Uh-uh, because of uh, uh, the separate equal Jim Crow laws that uh, separated uh, Americans of African out of uh, mainstream society here. For some years after uh, the Civil War, yeah. Yeah, it was a price. To, uh, somebody got to pay a price for that, yeah. Yeah, we we uh, are owed a financial uh, a, a, a reparation for that. It was never, it was never paid. Should have been settled there in 1954, yeah. But because of the threat of racial terrorism, uh, Thurgood Marshall and his legal team uh, did not petition the court back then for financial reparation. I mean. Yeah, we was uh, no doubt ignorant. The masses was ignorant to uh, just what uh, reparation was. Uh, just looking back at my studies, it looked like that was had a lot to do with it. We didn't, they didn't have a clue what the masses did. You know, the, the the more educated the people had an idea. I mean, but most um, of the masses of the 20 million blacks at that time didn't have a real good grasp of uh, reparations and 14, even 14 member rights violations, although they know somebody had a foot on their throat and uh, that kept them at the uh, bottom of the totem pole. We knew that. No doubt we knew that all too well. We just didn't know the legal aspects of, uh, of what uh, Brown uh, uh, what really Brown did, uh, they tried to make it some narrow-based uh, decision on uh, school integration, uh, this or that, and uh, they couldn't, you, you, it could, you couldn't do that. At the, t- the court, uh, they couldn't do that. When Brown overturned uh, uh, a Plessy, it overturned the whole uh, apparatus of Plessy. Plessy uh, took Americans of Africa sent out of society from top to bottom, out of all of society from top to bottom uh, in a discriminatory, uh, uh, uneven uh, fashion there, yeah. Harming us economically, socially, mentally, and every other kind of uh, way you can think of. Uh, Brown overturned all that. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, and the American Zachary said who uh was alive at that time uh was uh party to uh that uh that class of people who were uh, injured under Plessy and uh had a right to seek uh financial reparations just and uh, was uneducated enough to uh uh put pressure on uh the court to uh indeed uh uh, divvy up yeah so third grade Marshall and his legal team really didn't uh, petition the court a case that we won we clearly won the case that said that uh, 
Supreme Court said in 1954 that the separate equal laws was in, uh, inherently uh, unequal and wrong and set up a sad. Case that part of bless your sad, y'all. You can't do it. They couldn't do it then. You can't do it now. They said all the plessy aside, Brown did. It wasn't about just on narrow uh, uh, defining defining of uh, some school integration and all this malarkey. It was much more than that. Surely that was a small part of it. But, uh, oh, no. Plessy harmed me and my folks, my family, my people in the workplace, in the pocketbook, big time. Big, big time for a hundred years after that Civil War was over, y'all, for no other reason than uh, uh, the color of my skin, period. So, yeah, racism uh, is interwoven with uh, whatever uh, go on in society uh, today, y'all. You can't can't, uh, can't separate it out. I, you know, wish you could. If you could, uh, it would uh, never come up. What do you suppose it still come up here uh, today? Because it's still there. It's so interwoven within the fabric uh, of our society. It's in the DNA of our society, y'all. It's part of government itself. Racism is part of the government of this country. Always have been and still is to a... Uh, uh, a certain extent, through uh, the politicians uh, that uh, 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 we put in office, to that extent, yeah, it's still part of it. Maybe uh, got away with it on paper. Um, the fringes want to do something about that. They already shut the government down. Want to change uh, the laws that. Uh, that uh, has been legally uh, passed and signed into law by uh, overthrowing uh, the government, by taking over and uh, demanding uh, changes uh, at the point of a gun. <laughs> that's what, that's what happened there, yeah. That shutdown was nothing more than a take attempted uh, takeover of the government, a coup, if you will, an American political coup uh, put on by the uh, radical Republican Dixiecrats uh, in Congress. That's what happened. That's what it was. Huh? We can't call it nothing else. We're going to call it what it is. Call it anything else. We'd be uh, trying to fool the people here. <laughs> we we going to tell our audience uh, exactly what, it, uh, what a TIE is. Uh, out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. That's what we gonna do. Hey y'all! Wow, our time flies when you're having fun. It's about uh, what time is it out here? Wow, the Hushmo's just been rambling on here, y'all. <laughs> Audacity! What happened to Audacity here? Okay, Audacity got some kind of right error. Hey, hold up there, y'all. We're going to just leave it alone there if you can't handle it. Hey, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all, and come back and close this thing down. Here we brought this thing to the end of uh, the day, though. Uh, what time is it? 
Ah, uh, yeah. We just about got this thing knocked out today, y'all. Uh, we're going to... Wow. It's about uh, four more minutes. Yeah, we can't go nowhere, y'all. We just about done... Uh, uh, brought this thing to a close. That has been my plum please a pleasure uh, entertaining you uh, folks out here on uh, Blog Talk this evening. I'm a Hushbo uh, Black fan base. How y'all doing out there? Give us a shout over on HushboBlack.com. HushboBlack.com. I want you to go there because that is where you can find uh, our. Uh, Go there because that's where you can find our uh, uh, latest uh, racism and hate in American reality. It should be out by the 31st of October. We're really going to uh, try to push for that uh, release date. We had it pushed back. It's supposed to be out the 12th. Now we're from behind on these things a little a bit, but we're gonna, it will be out by Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, we're going to have this thing out by the Christmas season. We're going to be right in the middle of the conversation here, y'all. It's too important. It's too important for us to uh Stay on the sidelines. Our ninety percent in our uh, community, we have to get engaged, uh, and that's what we seek to do here with uh, my book uh, to uh, provide food for uh, thought for our uh, talented tenth to uh, draw from to uh, provide them ammunition to uh, uh, to uh, advocate on our behalf on a larger scale than uh, uh, us little folks down here. Yeah, but we're important, y'all. We're so important. The masses in our community is so important to our uh, struggle uh, for justice. Yeah. Hey, y'all. It's coming up on that time again. Boy, how time flies when you're having fun out there on the High School Black Forum. We, uh, wow, when is the next time here, y'all? Uh, one more show, October 26th, next Saturday, y'all. Same place, same place. Uh, out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Uh, tell a friend about us. Uh, we uh, so uh, much uh, enjoy providing this uh, platform for our uh, for our community. And uh, just so appreciative uh, of our, uh, all of our uh, listening uh, friends there. Y'all give us a shout-out on uh, Facebook there. Uh, Hushmoblack.com, y'all. Hey, until next week, y'all, we're going to bring this thing to a... We'll uh, come back and chat with you next week there. Until then, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum www.blogtalkradio.com With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.